everybody, and welcome to the Blue Collar Experts Podcast. I'm your host, Gustavo Tapia, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is for business owners and for future business owners that are looking to take the leap into entrepreneurship. We know this can be scary, stressful, and sometimes feel impossible. This is why it's important we all share our story. Please remember to subscribe, download, and share, as well as leave us a five-star review. With your help, we can get this show to reach more listeners and enjoy this valuable content. We have a great episode for you today. Today's guest is Robert Brinzer, he, and he is the owner of Trident Electric Service. Robert, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to get started. So tell us more about your business. So uh, begin with like, what is Robert Trident Electric Service um, and when did it get started? Yeah, sure. So we are an electrical contracting firm. So we provide service, um, either planned or emergency service and construction install, um, tenant improvement uh, type services for residential and, and commercial customers. So we got started uh, May 2nd of this year is when we opened. So we've been open for about three and a half months now. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. New business. And how did you get into this business? So you must've had some type of background or was it family background or how did that happen? So, so none. Um, it's, okay. it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I spent some time in the, the SEAL teams in the Navy um, and got out and started working for General Electric. Um, and I have run service businesses for GE and for CoolSys and RSI um, my whole career. Um, and I uh, got laid off in uh, right before Christmas 2021, which was kind of unexpected and tough. And I was struggling to figure out, okay, what do I do next? Because um, looking for a job right now, it's, it's not like how it used to be where, hey, I want to work for this company and you go to the building and knock on the door and walk in and give them your, your resume. Um, it's, it's kind of passive. It's almost like update your LinkedIn profile and hope that recruiters reach out, especially if you tap your network out and there's nothing that's going on at that moment. Um, so it's been a, it's been a great experience doing so, um, certainly different, but, um, as far as the, the electrical, aspect of it um the entire genesis was at our house i needed like and i couldn't find anybody and you know I, I did the the normal thing i googled electrician near me um and i just went down the list calling people and no answer no answer no answer no answer um somebody would answer the phone i'm busy i'll call you back never got a call back um finally get a hold of somebody yeah i can be out in two weeks like I've got no power at my house, so I need it today or tomorrow, like one of the two. Couldn't get it. Um, so I, I talked to some buddies who are pretty competent electricians, and they uh, they were able to help out and get us up and running, but that got me thinking. There's there's no good services providers for, for electrical work, um, at least so I thought. So then I did some survey monkey work, you know, and I surveyed a few hundred people in the greater metropolitan Sacramento area, and it turns out most electrical providers are sole proprietorships. It's a C10 license holder who's probably a great electrician and they got a cell phone and a truck and a website. So there's no nothing like call taking and scheduling and invoicing and stuff like that. I said, well, I'm not an electrician, but I know the service business and I see, I see a void. I see a gap 
that I think can be filled. Um, so, you know, did some more research and started putting it together and, you know, we kicked it off in, in May and, and I'll tell you my, my biggest fear was, you know, I hire that first guy and, you know, he comes on board and it's Thursday that first week. And he says, where are the calls boss? I got nothing to do. Right. I mean, that kept me up at night weeks leading up to it. Um, and so to, to try to offset that, I hired a marketing and branding firm. They helped me get the website up and running. Um, we started launching a, a Google campaign about a week before. Um, and within that, that first week, we had like four or five calls. Right. Certainly not going to pay the bills or anything, but we had some work coming in. Three weeks in, we're getting 30, 40 calls a week. And I need more guys. I need more trucks. Um, so now here we are three and a half months in. Um, as of next week, we'll have 16 people. Wow. So yeah, it's awesome. Three and a half months. I got an, I got a full-time office manager. Um, I'm hiring a field estimator slash sales guy. He starts next week. We're starting solar work next week. We've got a construction team that's going to be booked out for the next probably 12 to 16 weeks. We're running 60 to 80 service calls a week, commercial and residential. Um, so it's, it's growing that, pretty quickly. Yeah. That's, that's amazing growth yeah. right there. And it all, I mean, you're not in in a rural area, right? You're in the nope. Sacramento area. So for the people yeah. that don't know, that is the capital of California and it's a huge Gosh. population, right? Yep. So, and then- There's a lot of people. Explain to me a little bit because um, I wouldn't know. So, and it's different for every state is from what I've seen, but- Electrical is even in Sacramento, right? It's powered by PG&E, correct? Mostly PG&E, but the core area of Sacramento County is uh, SMUD, Sacramento Municipal Utility okay. District. But uh, basically, those are the two energy providers we work with, SMUD and PG&E. Yeah. Okay. So as so, if something is wrong with your electrical, then are people just like me, for example, not aware that? you can go to someone else or like is the norm to call pg and &E? I feel like that's what the norm is because people don't. No, no. So if, if you know, if uh, PG&E and SMUD, they're responsible for the power like up to the house, anything after that, they won't, they won't touch it. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you have a problem, like a tree falls and hits the power line or hits the panel on the side of your house. Yeah. That should be your first call is, is SMUD or PG&E, okay. but you know, Hey, I've got no power. The, the lights aren't working, the breakers tripped, um, all that kind of stuff. You got to call a private contractor for it. Okay. And this is where through your That's struggles, you found that, you know, people were just not available or they were taking yeah. too long or not answering their calls. So exactly. you identified that pain point and decided to get, go all in, yep. um, which is amazing. Um, how... When you mentioned from hiring that first person to not having any jobs on the table and hiring that marketing firm, like how quickly was that decision made? Was it hours, days, weeks? Um, well, I hired the marketing firm before I hired the first guy. Um, I know, I, you know, my, my specialty is not marketing or advertising. Um, I know enough to know that I need somebody else. Um, and, and so I had to hire them, um, I remember designing a website once and talking to a buddy. He said, this is great. It looks like a dad with four kids designed this website at night. It's really nice, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that's just not my thing. Um, and so I hired them and, and they 
you know, they had data and analytics of keyword searches and how to set things up and all that kind of stuff that I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But I didn't know how to do that. Right. So, um, and that, I would say that's got to be one of the biggest um, things to focus on when, when you're an entrepreneur is you have to know what you're good at and you have to know what you're not good at. And I think back to my, my time in, in the SEAL teams and I was an officer and I had a platoon and, you know, I wasn't a sniper. I wasn't a breacher. I wasn't a radio guy or a medic or a corpsman or anything like that. Um, I think I probably know more about that stuff than the average dude, but that wasn't my specialty. And so my job was to take that step back and make sure that all my specialists were employed correctly. They had what they needed. They knew what they needed to know um, and make sure they were all complimenting each other. Um, and so who would have thought that that skill from the teams is something that translates really well to running a business big or small. You got to trust your people and you have to get the people in places that are experts and let them do their work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've been, I've kind of, I've done that. Right. And obviously for me, not being an electrician, um, probably the most important thing was that I have to hire a plus star guys. I, I, you know, at a future point, yeah, I want to have apprentices come on board and entry level guys and train them because that's super important. Um, but right out of the gate, I needed, I needed seasoned, experienced guys who knew what they were doing without, without a doubt. Um, and so that's what I kind of focused on, right? So bookkeeping and finance, I found a company local that does a great job of that and I can let them handle that. Same thing with the marketing um, and then hiring great guys. Um, it's, I think that's very important if you want to succeed. How do you, with so much growth you're experiencing, so many things happening in such a short time frame, how do you keep up with everything? Uh, um, you got to prioritize, right? And then execute. Um, it's, man, I feel like I'm plagiarizing Jocko right there. Uh, I think I am. That's okay. Um, right? I mean, there, there's, there's so much to do, right? And so I feel like twice a day, I have to sit down and write down everything that needs to be done and then look at, okay, what needs to happen right now? Mm -hmm. um, what needs to happen next week, but I got to take some steps to make it happen right now. Um, and it's constant. I mean, I keep a, I keep a notebook next to my bed because I'll be ready to fall asleep. And I'm like, ah, I forgot about this. Right. And so I can write it down. Um, sometimes I wake up and don't understand what it is I wrote about, but uh, you know, I, I think it's important. Otherwise, you know, I can't sleep because I'm just laying there thinking about something where I'm going to forget about it. Um, so yeah, I think for me, it's, it's writing that stuff down and then, um, prioritizing, delegating to the, the people on the team as much as I can. And then sometimes just putting the head down and hammering for the rest. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, writing your things down every time you have to do something to me, I found has a lot more intention to it. Like yeah. when you write it down, it's like, okay, I really got to get this done. Or it's like, you make more of a commitment to it. At least to me, like that's what yeah. I find. It's like uh, you're writing a contract with yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it's super important to stay prioritized and to stay uh, committed to crushing your goals. Uh, what about, so you got the marketing, you got the bookkeeping and financing. What about like processes and systems as your business? How do you, how have you managed to deal with those things? Well, it's, we didn't design processes from the start because you don't know what you don't know, 
at that point. So I, I wasn't really interested in designing processes for how I think things are going to be. Um, so honestly, at the start, it was just take it as it comes in. And then you start to see, um, as an example, SMUD is running a big electric vehicle rebate campaign. And so homeowners that install an EV charger can file the right paperwork and get 500 bucks credited on their utility bill or a check um, directly from SMUD. Um, and it requires an invoice for installing the appropriate type of charger from a licensed contractor and a permit. Um, so I talked to the marketing team and they launched a Google ads campaign and, and we started just pulling people started calling us about these and we're doing, we're doing 10 plus EV chargers a week right now with uh, just a few guys in the field, which is outstanding. And it's just continuing to ramp up. Um, and we realized, okay, we need a process for this because there's a lot that has to happen before we go run the call. And there's a lot that has to happen after we run the call. Um, you know, we got to pull the permit for them and you can't run work until you get the permit approved. And some are super quick and some, um, it's, it's interesting, different jurisdictions. Some, oh, EV charger, sure. Pay your 83 bucks, here's your permit. Um, some of them want to see load calculations and drawings and line diagrams. Um, and so you got to tell the customer, oh, you live here. Mm -hmm. We can come out in like two weeks to get it done because it's going to take that long to get the permit. Um, and then we go do the work, customer pays, and then we got to coordinate an inspection for them. And so we're like, okay, now it's like we got 30, 40 of these stacked up. We need a process. We need to establish a backlog report and track every one of these through where they at, who's responsible for what, um, and make, make that part of that daily routine. Otherwise, customers slip through the cracks. And then they're not getting the service that they want they're paying for. Um, so yeah, we're, we're kind of designing a lot of these processes as we go. And the thought process is always, hey, we got 10 guys, we got 15 people, but let's design this process if we had 50 or 60 or 100 so we can keep growing and keep scaling and allow the processes to help us with that. Yeah, always important to think ahead because yeah, especially with so much quick growth, like you're probably going to be at that stage within a few yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, so we have some processes. We've done a lot of flow charting of the processes and mapping them out. And uh, that's helped us a lot. Yeah. Um, and then with the, some of the new folks that are coming on board, they're going to be able to step into roles where, you know, the job descriptions are already written. The employee handbook is already written. Um, and so it's not, yeah, I need you to help out with this. It's like, here's your job description. Here's your eight primary responsibilities and your four secondary responsibilities. So then people that come here for a job, right, hopefully a career, they know what they're going to be doing. They know what's expected of them, which is super important from a, a leadership perspective, you know? Yeah. And then prior to this, so you were um, in the Marines, right? Navy. 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 Yeah. Uh, thank you for your service. Your service, by <laughs> the way. Yeah. Um, do you have any prior business experience or is this new? Is yeah. Yeah. So I, I uh, when I got out, I got out of the Navy in 2006. Okay. Um, and so I worked for GE Industrial for seven years, um, running their in-home appliance repair business in NorCal. Um then I moved over to GE Healthcare and um, ran their service business in the Bay Area for several years. Had a little bit of time with sales at GE as well. And then I was working at RSI and CoolSys. It's a commercial HVAC and refrigeration company as a vice president. So I had about, I don't know, two to 300 technicians across five states. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of levels of leadership and management there. And so we were doing everything from the call taking to the dispatching and the procurement um 
So yeah, I got about 16 years of business experience. All right. But first time, like as a business owner, right? First time as a business owner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very and, different. <laughs> very, <laughs> very different. How do you go about, and this is new, right? I mean, but you're bringing on team members, like keeping your team motivated or happy or yeah. What, what are some things? I, I think, I think you have to have clear mission statements and a vision statement and some principles and priorities for the company. And everybody needs to know those, right? Um, our, our, our four principles, um, number one, when the customer calls, we answer, which is kind of when you think about what spurred me to get into this, these four things are kind of related to that. Um, Right. So I, I have an office manager who answers the phones and then we have a call taking service that answers them. So if you call our company 24 hours a day, seven days a week, somebody will answer the phone. Right. So you're going to talk to a person. Um, we may not be able to book service for you at two o'clock in the morning on Sunday, but the very next workday, we call every single person back. Commercial or residential. I, we still hear, still hear comments. I can't believe you called me back, which is pretty rewarding, actually. Um, number two is we look to offer same day, next day service. Um, none of this two weeks out, three weeks out next week. I, I think that's terrible. Um, we're not a hundred percent successful on that, but the majority of the time we are. Um, and that's, I think important to get out there quickly. Um, number three is we show up when we say we're going to show up, right? So we don't overbook our guys, um, and try to, you know, cram as much work into them as possible. Our service guys, we usually give them four calls a day which is two in the morning, two in the afternoon, pretty reasonable for them. Um, and that leads into number four. We do it right the first time, right? So it's a focus on quality. It's not, there's no compromise there. Um, so I make sure that all of our electricians have time to do the work the right way, the correct way, the first time. Um, I think, I think all these four, number one, they, they, they sure differentiate us, I think, from anyone else out there. Um, but it also kind of aligns everybody in the organization. This is this is what we're working with. Hey, what should I do? Well, look at the wall, look at the principles. You know, hey, I'm working on this project, but I got a customer call. Should I stop and go? What do you think? Number three, show up when we say we're going to show up. You're right. I got to leave and I got to go take care of that. Then I can come back and finish this other side project, stuff like that. So I think I think that's part of it um, to keep everybody engaged, right? They they see, they understand the mission, where we're trying to get to how we're trying to do it. Um, and they, they, they know where they're going, right? It's, it's one thing to tell somebody, I need you to run as fast as you can in this direction. Well, pretty soon they're going to wonder how hard should I work? Where am I going? How long am I going to be running? And they're going to start to slow down and conserve. Um, but if you tell them, I need you to get to that point as fast as you can, they're going to be able to do that. Right? So that's, I think that's it. It's the communication. It's, it's, it's leadership. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, leadership. And I think one of the things that you mentioned is like when the customer gives you a callback and it's like surprise, like, I can't believe you're going to come out that fast. So like that feels very rewarding getting that recognition and it helps you continue to do that more and more because uh, at the end of the day, businesses, we're all pretty much service-based. So um we're here to serve our customers and keep them happy. So yep. um, what are some of, some of the plans in 
the rest for the rest of this year. You mentioned you were going into solar. Is that going to happen? I think did you say this year or is that in the plan? Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. We got uh, one of the first guys that I hired has a tremendous amount of solar experience, and um, we have his old crew is coming on board as employees uh, on Monday, and we've got a few contracts with some large solar companies that um, they they do all the plans and the selling and the permits, but they need the licensed teams to come and do the installation, you know, put the, um, put the rails and the feet on the roof and mount the panels and do all the wiring into the panel and everything like that. And uh, these guys, they're, they're experts in it. Um, so we're going to kick off some solar work uh, starting Monday. Um, we have, a, we have a few bigger commercial jobs lined up, um, you know, 90 kilowatt, 120, 150 kilowatt jobs, which is decent sized. I, Considering most residentials like anywhere between like four and twelve kilowatts, mm-hmm. um, right? So they're they're pretty big. Um, so I think solar is going to be a really good product line for us. Um, and then we have a construction team. I got a foreman in charge of uh, a crew there, and and on Monday we're kicking off um, series of uh, lighting retrofits for all the kinder care facilities in NorCal. Um, so there's 16 that we got on the books now, and then another 16 possible to do, and. I mean, night work and my, my, I, I'm excited about that because my three-year-old daughter, um, goes to a kinder care Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. Um, right. So we're going to actually start with her facility. Um, huh. right. So that'll be, that's kind of a little close to home there. That's, that's kind of nice. How, how do you, can, can you explain a little bit how you partner up or how you get these facilities as clients? So part of it's been the marketing. If, if you Google search, electrician Sacramento, mm-hmm. we pop first. Mm-hmm. Any of the surrounding cities, Elk Grove, Rancho Cordova, Citrus Heights, Rockland, Roseville, if you Google it, we're right at the top. Um, and so most of this work has come in. People, right, this is being coordinated through a uh, really sharp uh, energy consultant out of Minnesota. And he Googled electrician Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And we came up, he called us, we answered, talked with him. Um, had a few good conversations. He flew out to meet us and uh, we sat down, we kind of negotiated the contract and we're kicking off work in a week. Um, so part of it comes back to the marketing, yeah. um, getting your name out there. Um, I think part of it's the brand that we're trying to develop as a company of good expert service, reliable, consistent, um, timely. Um, right. I think that's starting to help. Um, I think it's kind of all the coming together. Um, yeah. as one of helped. So we've had just a ton of calls, commercial and residential coming in. That's awesome. Because a lot of times, you know, different businesses will rely more on different types yeah. of marketing. So uh, Google ads, SEO, all that stuff is great. Facebook ad. Um, other businesses sometimes rely more like on referral based uh, yeah. clients, others, even as much as cold calling. So yeah, uh, different avenues there to definitely try out, but I'm super happy that the marketing has worked very well for you. It has. And what's, what's neat is we're starting to see it right at the start. You got 0% from referrals and word of mouth. 100% of your work is coming in from like we talked about uh, social media, search engine optimization, um, Google ads. And we're starting to see it just, just a little bit, but we're starting to see it change a little bit, change that distribution. Um, We're starting to get more work, word of mouth and referrals People are starting to hear the name. Um, they're associating it with what we do, um, which is great because over time, if you can start to even that out, you're spending a little less on marketing 
Mm -hmm. um, and you can either reinvest it into other avenues of marketing or reinvest it back into the business. So what does success mean to you? Well, at the bare minimum, success means meeting payroll every week. Right, so I can pay all the employees. That's that's a that's a responsibility that never even entered into my mind when I was working at a company like General Electric. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they're they're a you know the service business for healthcare alone was like two billion dollars a year, right? So you don't need to worry about hey, is there money in the bank to pay people this week? Um, that's just always the uh, probably the first and foremost priority is making sure that you're running the business to to pay the folks. Um, and that's that's where you see this is a, you know, it's it's a it's a big responsibility, right? Um, we we talk about this here in the office. Somebody decides to come work here, you know, and you know they come in for an hourly rate or salary, and it's generally it's almost always an improvement upon what they've been making. Um, it, and it's like you know th this person may be sitting at home with their significant other, talking about plans for the future. Hey, now that I got this job. Let's let's go ahead and have our first kid. Let's buy our first house, right? And and so it's 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 pretty remarkable when you think about it. It's like it's kind of your responsibility. Don't screw this up. It's not like it's a little sole proprietorship and eh, it's not working out. I'll shut it down, right? I mean, there are people that have left other jobs to come work here, and you got a big responsibility. Um, so that's that's I guess always in the in the back of my mind and. I'm probably fundamentally changed where that's always going to be in the back of my mind, even when this company is $50 million a year, right? I'm still going to be always making sure that, you know, we have that security there, but um, in terms of long-term goals, I mean, I think sky's the limit, right? Especially in California where it's, you know, just this mass electrification of the state is being pushed. I mean, new homes are required to have solar, Wow. right? You, I mean, you got to put solar in your house. Um, we're starting to see things like a new, you want a business license for this storefront? Well, you need to put in two EV chargers. Um, I think the, the demand is just going to keep growing, growing and, and, and growing. Um, I've seen some studies and extrapolations that there aren't enough licensed contractors in California right now to handle all of the electrical demand right now. And the demand is increasing at a far greater rate then the electrical contractor's capacity is increasing, um, which is, again, if you go way back to the beginning, it's another reason why I thought this is the right area to be in. Mm -hmm. There's an imbalance in supply and demand. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in California, if you chose a uh, maybe a less skilled trade, um, like landscaping, hard work, good work, but it doesn't require, I think, the same level of technical knowledge and skill as uh, an electrician does, a completely different conversation, right? Then it's like you almost have to differentiate by price, not by speed of service and quality of work. Um, so I think it's it's the right field to be in. Um, so long, long answer yeah. to your question. I, I want to keep growing, um, controlled growth, so that we don't get ahead of ourselves and trip. But we're going to have a team of you know foremen and, and three or four guys working solar projects next week. Um, I'd like to see five times that amount working multiple solar projects at a time with a backlog out several months. I think the same thing with the construction team. I could see us having 20, 30, 40 guys um, for, for service. I, I'd like to keep growing that as well. Uh, I mean, the, the demand keeps coming in and it's almost like field of dreams. You know, if you build it, they will come. 
mm-hmm. feel like if we can provide the availability and respond quickly and do a great job, mm-hmm. obviously there's a limit, but that it, I, I don't think we're even close to what that limit is at this point. Yeah. And what is some advice? So, you mean, you mentioned <laughs> a lot of stuff about like, you know, being able to outsource your bookkeeping, your marketing and all that stuff. Um, but what are some of the best advice you would have, you would say to give to another potential business owner who's looking to start their business in any area, just in general business owner, like maybe two or three things that you would say, like, Hey, focus on this. Obviously a good sound business plan, right? You don't want to jump into something, whether you're taking out a loan, putting up your house as collateral, which I did, um, or, you know, anything like that without having, having a really good understanding of what mm-hmm. you're going to be doing. Right. But I mean, I think that the easiest answer is just, it's, it's one thing. It's, it's the people, right? You cannot skimp on the people. You can design the world's best processes and have the best equipment and um, the best CRM system and scheduling platform. But if you don't have good people, it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, I, I, I can't stress that enough. I mean, these, the electricians that I've brought on board, there could be a problem customer, um, a super tough call. And I know I can dispatch any one of them and I can shift my attention and focus onto something else because they're going to take care of it. Um, it's so it's the people you got to get good people. You got to train them. You got to, you got to treat them right. You got to pay them well, um, expect the world from them and you'd be surprised. And you, you, you set that right kind of culture where they are held to a high standard, but they are taken care of and they're appreciated and they know, that you value them more so than any else, anything else in your whole inventory, um, they'll, they'll work hard for you and they will do a great job. And that's, I, I that's just, I can't even stress it enough. And I think that it's the most important thing. How, how, how do you find good people? What are some things maybe that you've been doing? So this may surprise some people may not. Um, but I decided to open up a union shop. Um, and there, there could be some stereotypes out there about the unions. Oh, it's more expensive. And oh, it's hard to get the guys to work. I disagree. And I disagree strongly. Um, when I was at CoolSys and RSI, um, they, are, they were the UA447 plumbers and pipe fitters. Great group of guys. And they, they were, they, I mean, they just, they knew their stuff super well. And the IBW Local 340, that's the, the, the local that we are signatory to. Mm-hmm. It's a great group of men and women. Um, and the IBW has got this code of excellence, um, for their, for their folks. Um, right. They don't want to just be guys that are kind of hacks, right. They, I mean, they really know what they're doing. Um, and so I, I reached out to them and said, I got this company started. I want to become signatory. Um, I want to hire some, some union guys and man, they were awesome. They gave me a recruiter nice. that, right. So I can, I can reach out to this guy and say, hey, I need I need two more service guys. You got any resumes? Bam, I get the resumes and I'm looking through them and I'm, I'm scheduling interviews and meeting folks. Um, if we just have, need some interim labor, hey, we're we're shorthanded on this job and we need we need two guys. They send me the they they send me some people. I can get them out there and I put them on payroll and and um, they can go and, and uh, do some work. Um, and they're trained. I mean, they, they know what they're doing. Obviously, you get an entry-level guy, vastly different from a person with seven, eight, 10 years experience or a journeyman. But I mean, selfishly, they take that off of my plate for me, right? You know, I tell them I need qualified, trained, competent guys, and they provide me the names. Um, 
and and then of course they provide better benefits and um, a retirement platform for these folks than even a mid-sized employer could ever hope to do, right? So it helps me sleep at night because I know that, because I pay my guys at or above the union scale. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we don't we don't run a shop where we put guys through the meat grinder, pay them as low as possible, get some par quality work and scrape out some pennies, right? I mean, these are, we, we pay them well. They got great benefits platform. I'm trying to set it up. So this is a place where they can come and work for 30, 40 years and retire. Um, that's the kind of legacy I'm trying to create for this business. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where I've been finding most of the guys. We do get a lot of guys referrals. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a, a rock star foreman who says, man, I got this guy. He is awesome. Let me, let me meet with him. And he comes in and meet with the guy and guess what? He's awesome. Mm-hmm. And here's your offer letter, but you need to join the union. Yeah. And they're like, you know, especially some of them don't know about it. They read it like, well, heck Yeah. I want to join up, right? We, yeah. we, we, we get them, uh, we get them onboarded and it's, it's been great. That's awesome to hear. I love it. Uh, Robert, if someone's looking for your services, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, our website, uh, tridentelectricservice.com. Um, our general in- email inbox, just info at tridentelectricservice.com. Um, and it's monitored 24 seven. Great. Uh, we'll make sure to put your website in the show notes yeah. so people can get in contact with you. I want to thank you again for being on the show. And I also want to thank the audience for listening to the show. Please leave us a review and make sure to subscribe, download, and share. Your support is very much appreciated and helps us out so much. Tune in next time for another great business story. Bye.